Hello, and welcome to another edition of the JMFA podcast series. I am Maggie Thompson, a client success manager, and today we're going to talk about the expansion of Privilege Manager. With me, I have Damian Babineau and Larry Blunt, two long-term experts when it comes to this topic. Gentlemen, how are you today? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Damian, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here with me. I greatly appreciate it. Um, let's just take a moment. Can you guys tell me a little bit about yourself? Larry, you want to get started? Sure. Um, my name is Larry Blunt. I'm the systems manager here at John M. Floyd. Uh, been doing that for a little over a year, uh, but I've been with the company for about 15 years and seen Privilege Manager go through all these stages from an access database to where we are now. Damien, could you tell us a little bit about you, sir? Absolutely. Uh, I am a longtime banker. Uh, I've been in banking for well over 29 years. Uh, it's hard to say, actually. Um, but uh, I've come from a banking background. I've been with John M. Floyd and Associates for about seven years, uh, and I am currently in the senior relationship manager role. Well, thank you again for being with me today to talk about the expansion of Privilege Manager and, and where we've seen it come from and where it's gone to. So let's get started. Um, I want to talk to you both. How have things changed overall with the software? Larry, can you tell us a little bit about those changes? Sure. We started back a while back with the software just being a contact relationship management software. You know, we just brought in some information, scheduled a few contacts uh, in that access database, uh, made, you know, and you printed out a report and went and mail merged your letters and had somebody sit down with that paper report and make phone calls and that was it. But we've, um, we've, we've, we tried to evolve the software to something that helps everybody manage the program as a whole. And that is that has come mainly through client feedback, but also through regulatory changes to where we now have um, uh, analytics on our cloud-based software that allows us to uh, to manage an entire set of program or the entire program so that we're, we're able to keep you from having to generate a lot of reports and, uh, and then go diving into the data. We, we get the data the key points of the data up to you so you can find whatever pain points you have and dive into those rather than having to look at everything. So it seems like we've come a long way in the software. And, and Damien, tell us your thoughts. How's the software changed over time and what you've seen? Well, I can give you more of a user perspective. Uh, when, when, you're, when you're looking at the software, um, if, you're, if you're a longtime vet of, of Privilege Manager, much of the the look of it really shows it's, it's the same. But but then when you look in the background at, at a lot of the things that, that has evolved, you're looking at the ability to do things more functionally, more uh, uh, in, in the sense of being able to push out uh, electronic communications, being able to, you know, communicate with your account holders a lot more effectively and, and that that also could lead to the ability to uh, mitigate some co some costs due to uh, postage and, and just overall uh, resource handling. So, from a user perspective, there's a lot of things to to love about it. There's a lot of things that have changed, and the and the great part about it is it's all very still very familiar. It, there's there's not a whole lot to learn as a new thing, but it's just a, a different thing that you can just uh, pull into your current process. 
Well, thank you for that overview of our software um, from a technical perspective and also how our users have seen those changes. I really appreciate that. And Larry, could you tell me a little bit about why we decided to move to the cloud and what are the biggest advantages? It's always uh, been a trend we've had to leverage technology and try to make something better for the client, uh, something more useful for them. And one of the things we realized doing local installs, installs in someone's network, is that we provide um, the minimum requirements and then the maximum requirements. Well, very few people are either able to, or or when the decision's made, go with the maximum requirements. So they would get the minimum server needed, you know, uh, minimum minimum hardware, and uh, and we'd install the software, but they wouldn't get the maximum benefit from it because it would be slower or it may not be able to do. You know, we, we couldn't evolve it anymore because, well, you know, if, if somebody's running it on a desktop, then they can't use this feature. So one of the things we did was say, well, if we get our own platform and we can host it as a service, then we know that we've got an amazing uh, virtual machine that we can, we can use. We've got great connections. Uh, and so we can hang the bells and whistles off of it and not worry about bogging down a minimum requirement server. So that was one of the reasons to bring it up there. The other reason is that it just makes collaboration easier. So uh, when when we when we have to do something like an install, we've got to get IT involved, we've got to do something like that locally, get everybody involved and we have a set time we can be on. So installs, supports, updates, things like that are very inconvenient for the client because they've got to set aside resources for a certain time. Whereas on the cloud, we can just get them installed and say, hey, it's on. Let's go test it when you're ready. Get it back to us. And since we can get on it immediately, we can go fix anything, you know, any anything that they may want us to change. And that just kind of goes down the entire list. It allows us to um, respond quicker when there's a problem when they are installed. Uh, Cost-wise, it's also um, a little bit easier for the client because they don't have to maintain that infrastructure. We're maintaining it all. We're doing all the backups. We've got everything set up on our side. So it, it just makes it easier for them to deal with. And really the, the, the two big things though, that all kind of come from the components of the same issue. It allows us to be a better team member. It allows us to be a better partner because we keep everybody involved. We can go in and look, support can look, the RMs can look, compliance can take a look. It can be a big team effort to help keep the software running or fix something if there's a problem. And uh, it also allows us to, when we get issues that when a client says, hey, we'd like to see this, we can put it up there. We don't have to worry about scheduling a time to get on their production server locally. We can actually make a clone on our website and say, hey, does this look like what you want? Yeah, we like that. And then we can put it into production. So it helps us be a better team member and a better support, not just you know, privilege manager support, but a better support for the entire operation of ODP. So it sounds like there are nothing but advantages of moving a privilege manager to the cloud for uh, our support team and also for our clients. And Damien, can you tell me a little bit about how those changes have affected our clients? Well, that's the old saying with the, the more you put in, the more you get out, right? So. So the, the, the information that you feed into Privilege Manager, the more information you feed, the, 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 the better quality data that you're able to manage the program with. It's allowed us to, as relationship managers, it, it's, it's always a collaboration. 
between us and and our clients. It it's, it has to be in order to move the needle. So so what we what we want to do is is create a, a climate where we can um, at any point uh, be able to to jump in and, and say, okay, this is what I'm seeing. Are you seeing the same thing? And 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 there's there's always that level of teamwork that as Larry talked to earlier is is being heavy on the teamwork, the collaboration aspect. That's that's what JMFA wants. We want to create that partnership. How this changed for the clients? Hopefully, we've been that partner all all the time. But but it allows us to expand that. It allows us to make sure that we're able to get the most out of the software by putting the most in. Um, not always asking for the minimum requirements, but asking for these things that will also enhance what's already there. Uh, the, the reporting was already strong, um, but it all also makes the, the additional information makes the reports a lot more robust. It, it makes it more intuitive so that clients can take more proactive measures with their account holders. And so all over the spectrum, it, it creates a lot of great change for, for the client, good, good change um, for the client. Okay, innovation, I love it. And I have a question for the both of you, but I wanna start with Damien. How do you think the software, which is hosted on the Azure cloud, assists you in managing your clients more effectively? And then Larry, for you, how are you able to provide an enhanced level of service? Let's start with Damien. It's really a game changer in, in the sense that we're, we're able to more readily uh, access what, what we need to see rather than waiting for trying to contact someone uh, at the client site and, and trying to, to uh, WebEx in or, or, or remote in to see what we need to see. We can, we can look at things and, and maybe see some trends that, that are already in place and, and consult them on how, how to look at those and, and, and maybe take action on it. You know, it's, it's, it's really just the best way for us to, to provide the, the, the best level of, of service that we can, ever strengthening that partnership and, and collaboration effort between, the, between us and our clients. So, I mean, that, I think that on the client's perspective, that that's where, that's where it, it really enhances the levels. Larry, what, what about on the technical side? There are a lot of pluses for us. I mean, uh, having it on the cloud allows us to do quicker installs because we can just go do it. We don't have to worry about getting um, anybody involved on the client side. But it also, it, and this is really key when you're trying to be innovative, it gives us a chance to fail because we can put this over to clone sites and say, does this look right? Do you want to test this? You want to see if this is okay? And it gives the client to go in chance and, and even more make the software theirs. You know, a lot of times when you're trying to do something in production and get it on a production server right away, sometimes the client accepts good enough. It's like, okay, well, we really would like to have used this logo or this, but it's running, we go live tomorrow. Let's go ahead and run with it. Whereas now they can, you know, we get it installed a little bit quicker. We get a little bit more time. We've got it on a, a clone site and say, yeah, that they, they can say, yeah, but but can we do this? And we can think about it and go, let's try. And it may fail spectacularly, but it may succeed wonderfully. And then the client is very happy with the end product. So it makes that install process, makes the implementation process go better. We get a lot better support. Again, no IT department. We can just go up and fix stuff. But it also allows us to be proactive. One of some of the reports I run are things like, when was the last login for clients? When was the last import? So I can see if the client hasn't logged in for a bit. 
normally that's you know due to uh, vacations or something and somebody didn't set up a backup you know backup person to do it but sometimes it, it could be an issue they could have bigger bigger problems so i can alert the relationship manager and let them know hey you know um so and so hasn't uh, ha they haven't had any activity in a little bit you you, you might want to touch touch base with them so it can it can, it's a nice way to let the client know we're trying to take care of them and, and it's things like that that we can do in support and the relationship managers can do because they can go in and look at uh, data. They don't have to wait for an on-site to look at data. So it's it really allows us to be more proactive, which allows the client to have a better experience because they're not spending so much time with us. They're just getting those end steps rather than having to be with us through all the steps. And it makes compliance changes a dream. Again, that ability to clone something Hey, do these things look right? Get the collaboration between the implementation manager, the relationship manager, compliance, their compliance people, their marketing people to be able to sign off on it. It's so much easier to do it there and then just move it to the production site and then shred the clone site so that we don't have those changes being made in production. They can all be done ahead of time. It sounds like we were able to provide an enhanced level of service that with the local installs, we just weren't able to achieve. So what a great uh, opportunity to really provide that collaborative experience for our clients. Now, Damien, can you tell me some of the direct feedback that you've heard from our clients about this evolution of Privilege Manager? Absolutely. So uh, one instance sticks out to me in particular where uh, the, uh, a client of mine, they were, they had been running with JMSA for a long time, and, and they had, they were very content with their local install, uh, uh, locally installed uh, privilege manager software. Um, and, and so when I brought up the potential uh, to to move to the cloud, and, and I was explaining all of the things that that could come from it, um, there was some hesitation. I mean, you know. Who, who likes change when 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 something's not broke? Why would you why would you try to fix it, right? So so all of the enhancements that that I tried to highlight, I, I thought were really things that would hit home for them. So it, for example, um, the seeing analytics, being able to see the changes as they're coming in on a daily basis. So through daily imports, you're able to see a lot of graphical uh, representations of how the how the program is is progressing and so i i showed them uh, just the, the analytics page and how much information can be gathered just from that one page and and um, some ears started to perk up a little bit you know their, their eyes started to, to widen a little bit and um because I, i've always i've always thought that this was good for the institutions especially if they want to be very much hands-on throughout the process on a daily basis. So showing the analytics screen and um, the, the, the reports, how, how robust they become with the added data, added functionality with being able to send emails, uh, the ability to send texts. Also, you know, your compliance mailings can be pushed out through, through emails, at least in, in large part. All of these things mitigate cost and help to save some resource time uh, that would otherwise be have to be spent on on some things that are a little less efficient so long story short uh, we, we had a, a nice long conversation about it and a, a couple of months later uh, they did decide to move forward after they got clearance from their security folks and, and their IT people 
making sure that the, the data would be secure and, and all of those things. And so that, that's kind of what came to mind for me um, as far as what, what was the, 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 the turning point was the ability to see the program visually on a daily basis and, and its progression um, through charts and graphs and, and, and even analytics. Sounds like you did all the right things. You heard their concerns and really showed them how the software, or really highlighted in the software how we could overcome some of uh, those milestones. Excellent. All right. So that leads me to, I want to know some of the advantages. And uh, Larry and Damian, this is going to be for both of you. I want to I want to hear from you both, being the experts on our software and understanding our client and the user. What do you believe are the advantages that our clients are seeing now with our software being hosted on the cloud? I'll kind of start, and I'll I'll let Larry finish up. And um, really, for the user, it's a it's it, it it helps to be able to do your your process a little bit more efficiently. And and so when you know back in the day when when uh, when sending paper letters were 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 about as efficient as it got, um, you know, we kind of settled for that. But but then we started that you know with email communications being on your phone being on your tablet being available to you at at any point in your day that doesn't it really you know make sense to try to to reach your account holders wherever they are however however you can and obviously the texting comes with some other provisions um, with, with TCPA but but being able to communicate with your with your account holders wherever they are, I, I think is, is, a, is a big, big deal as opposed to your, your regular paper letters um, that, that cost a little bit of money and, and may or may not get read. So, you know, and, and the analytics, I, I just talked about the analytics, just, just being a, a very valuable tool for those client end users. I, I've always encouraged my end users to be very nosy. Um, you, you have to be the nosiest person in the, in the institution because this is where that nosiness will pay off. You 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 know exactly where your where your account holders stand, uh, how to how to how to get to them, what they need. Be proactive in your approach to to them instead of reactive. Uh, it all it always uh, gives a, a better client experience, uh, customer experience, or account holder experience. Um, so, Larry, what, what what are your what are your thoughts? I think I, I like those, and I think uh, it's be a good idea to expand on that contact. Um, the contact aspect of, of this cloud version, because we know from experience, the more con times you contact an account holder, the more likely they will you know, preserve the account. And maintaining account, you know, do what you can do to keep those accounts. You don't want to lose them because it costs money to go get more. So this ability to reach out in an effective way, email and texting is much more effective than uh, than traditional methods, but to be able to do it for free, there's no labor cost. There's, um, you know, especially when you're doing collection letters, uh, if you change over to email on those letters, uh, there's no labor cost. There's no mailing cost. You don't have to pay someone to make a phone call. It's just something that can be done free, and it can be done more often. So we're not limited to our our call schedules or our letter schedules. That was done to try to do a you know a, a dance between contacting them enough times and not spending a ton of money. So with the ability to do it free through our texting ability or our uh, 
emailing ability just can save a, a ton of money, especially if you've got 60%, 70% email penetration, as people have been collecting those emails over the over the years. That's something that uh, that is already being done, so it's something you can leverage very, very quickly and um, getting ahead of the problems. So if you've got someone who's getting into really acute problems, being able to reach out to them on day one or day five and not waiting till day 10 or day um, 15 for a phone call, but being able to reach out to them through text or email quicker, that puts you in, in touch with them before the services are cut off, before they lose their cell phone, before the electricity's uh, cut off. That can put you higher on the list uh, and, it, and, and, and also allow you to help that client if they are having problems, to help that account holder do things you know, like you, you know, avail themselves of your other services to keep that account, keep it active, and not let it go into a charge-off status. So I think that's that's a huge uh, deal for our institutions, and going to the cloud allows that to happen. Excellent. You know, it, it truly seems like with the expansion of our software for our users and our clients, we were and are always keeping them in mind and how we can save them time and money as well as enhance their everyday user experience. And I think you, both of you just spoke to all of that. Well, I wanna take a moment and thank you, Larry and Damien, for being with me today. It's been such a great conversation to learn more about the expansion of our software. I wanted to just give you one last moment if there was any thoughts that you might like to leave us with. Yeah, Maggie, I'd just like to add that uh, if you need any assistance with a privilege manager, if you're a contract or maintenance client with us, please give us a call at 877-211-9446 and we'll be happy to help you. All right. Well, thank you both for being with me today. If you'd like more information or you have any comments on our podcast, please click the link below.